May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So tonight we do begin our Thanksgiving celebration appropriately with Holy Communion, as, as is our parish custom. This is the way we've been doing it for a while now. And one of the names, for those of y'all that don't remember or, or have not heard before, for Holy Communion is the Eucharist, which means Thanksgiving in Greek. It comes from the Greek term for Thanksgiving. So tomorrow, many folks throughout our nation will be going around the dinner table telling their friends and families the things for which they are thankful And this is a good practice. This is something we ought to do. We could all use a little more thankfulness in our lives. Well, as Christians, when we come to the Lord's table, we come thankful for the gift of God's Son, who is both the high priest and true sacrifice at our Paschal Feast. To be truly thankful, we need to keep in mind the source of our life, our joy, our purpose, and our very being the Lord Jesus Christ, who is given to us by his Father. In our epistle reading from, uh, from St. James, we're reminded of this source. So if you turn in your Bibles to James 1.16, you can find this on page 266 in the prayer book, page 950 in your pew Bibles, James 1, beginning at verse 16. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So in the context of the first chapter of uh, this epistle, St. James is reminding his readers, many of whom are being tested and tempted in the course of being persecuted, that even the trials of life are gifts from God. Not only are we to be thankful for the good times, but we're also to be thankful for the trials because God uses those trials to make us more holy. He uses those trials to sanctify us. And this is all part of a bigger plan for redemption of the whole world. The Father sent his Son to redeem us from our sins, and he sent the Spirit to give us new life. So that we would be a kind of first fruits, St. James says, of saving the world. The first fruits of the crop, that's appropriate in a harvest celebration, right? The first fruits of the crop are kind of the down payment of what is to come. It's proof as to the quality and quantity of the full harvest. So your salvation, your redemption is proof that God has not given up on the world. Even when we do our Thanksgiving exercises, we know in the back of our minds that uh, there are serious problems. There are serious troubles in the world. Some of our loved ones aren't with us. Some of you have lost spouses and parents, friends, or other family over the last few years. Some of you have children or siblings or parents that are estranged from you. Oftentimes that's for the sake of the gospel. Sometimes it's just because it's hard to live with us. (laughs) Uh, perhaps the challenges of the pandemic, the uh, economic challenges, or our nation's ever-vexing politics have got you down. Perhaps you've had a rough work year. Things have not gone the way they ought to have gone. Perhaps you've just simply seen the increasing evils of this world and are grieved. 
Well, St. James tells us not to give up hope. The fact that you're here, the fact that you're partaking of the Lord's table is proof that God has got it under control, proof that he's got a plan to bring it all to rights, proof that Jesus is Lord, not just of your life, but of the whole cosmos. And this hope, which is based on God's word and on the promises signified in the sacraments, changes us. Let's pick up in verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, or as we uh, said in the prayer book, superfluity of naughtiness. That's always fun. And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So rather than taking the cares of the world on our shoulders, we need to remember that they're on God's shoulders. This is why St. James tells us to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And this is important to remember in our days of political polarization and knee-jerk social media culture. The world values hot takes and instant grievances, and it abhors nuance and patience. Well, St. James tells us instead to let the word of God transform us, saving our souls. When God's word transforms us, we will then be doers of the word and not just hearers, including all those things that St. James mentions for the least of these at the end of the thing, visiting the orphans and the widows, etc., etc. The cares of the world are on our Lord Jesus Christ's shoulders, not ours, but he does use us to be his hands and feet in the world. Sometimes that looks like grand changes. But more often, things are a lot smaller, especially when we look at an individual or at a parish-by-parish sort of level. But those who are impacted, those who are helped in this world, as well as those who hear God's word so that they may enjoy the world to come, they will have more for which they can thank God, all because of you and me. So then we come to this Eucharistic feast, this great thanksgiving, knowing that the road that leads to the Lord's table also leads us out to love our neighbors, even as Christ first loved us and gave us all for us. And we say this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.